to see everybody this morning. It is exciting, uh, uh, everything that's going on. Y'all come out on Tuesday night. Join us as we uh, stock the food pantry. Man, it's a, a phenomenal ministry. Um, and and I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. There, there's no point in us trying to, to duplicate or reinvent the wheel when there's a phenomenal ministry already here in town doing the work, hands, hands and feet on the ground. Uh, and we can get in there and, and do something as simple as stock the shelves. It, it seems mundane. It, it seems... Uh, you know, kind of like, what, what are we really doing? But man, it, it's, it's a blessing to that ministry and what they're doing, and they're reaching thousands of people locally. Uh, so y'all come on out Tuesday night, help us out with that. And, and like Brandon said, it's, uh, it's exciting. The building's coming along this last week. I know a couple weeks back, I said we were praying for like two weeks of dry weather. I think we got a, a week and a day, maybe. Um, we, uh, we ended up just kind of making some phone calls and saying, listen, we need to get this parking lot expedited. So I'm, I'm excited to say this last, last week they came through and they tilled in some uh, cement into the, the, the dirt, which rock hardened it. Um, so we don't have to worry about the moisture. Let it rain today. Um, we're good. Uh, they're going to be able to start laying the last bit of, uh, of asphalt, of rock that needs to go down, and then asphalt over the top of that. So we're starting to see some great progress up there. I'm super excited about that, but uh, I do, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm excited to jump right into uh, our series we started last week called Change Agent, and we, we started this last week, and I want to I repeat the definition to you guys. A change agent is someone who has the skill set, the ability, the tools, and is equipped, equipped with full authority, full license to promote and enable change to happen within any group or organization. This was a word I came across when I, I was studying some, it's, it's, it's uh, usually reserved for commercial, for business. And they have people that they, they say, okay, we have, we have trained you up, we have built you up, now we're giving you everything that you need. You are the individual that's gonna go in on our behalf. So the owner will sit there and say, I need you to go into this location. I need you to represent me. Here's all the tools you'll need, all the authority you need to go in and equip to, to promote change that I'm wanting to happen in this particular location. You and I, as Christians, the word tells us that we are God's change agent. When you give your life to Christ, when you come before him, you confess with your mouth, you believe in your heart, at that very moment, scripture says, the old is gone, behold, all things are made new. Scripture says he creates us new. Listen, that means we're no longer defined by our past. At the very moment you come before God and you say, God, I'm sorry for. At that very moment, Scripture says he, he, he chooses to not remember those sins, those transgressions, the, the past that you have. At that very moment, he says he creates us new, no longer defined by our past, no longer defined by our mistakes, our regrets, our failures, but a new creation. And here's the thing about a new creation. A new creation always has a new purpose. A new creation has a new purpose. We are his change agents, fully equipped with all his authority to promote and enable change to happen within our sphere of influence. It's, it's humbling to start thinking about, to recognize, because we do, as Christians, what we do, the problem for so many Christians is, is we really don't know who we are in Christ. And because we don't know who we are in Christ, we walk around meandering, just, just almost lost. And when you don't know who you are, you often don't know what to do. When you don't recognize who God says you are, 
You walk around not knowing the authority that you have, not knowing the, the equipping that you've already been given. And you walk around just lost thinking, well, I, I can't do that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not able. My, my, and we, what we do is we're basing everything off of our past, who we were, but the old is gone. Behold, all things have become new. Um, I, I'll give you a, an example. And, and I, this is people's mindset, I'll say predominantly, that I run into. Uh, it was a couple weeks back, and I, I'm just picking out this one example. This is, there was a particular individual here in the church. I won't name their name today. I see beads of sweat start coming down people's. Within the last two weeks, I, I was at a, a meeting. I won't even say the meeting because then it will narrow it down. But I was at a meeting, and, and they were kind of closing out this little meeting, and, and, and uh, somebody looked at, at this other individual and said, man, would you, would you close this out in prayer? And immediately, as, as always happens, it wasn't just this instance, but as always happens, the, the individual was like, oh, yeah, eh. I mean, you know, not, not here in front of the big guys. You know, I mean, you know, the pastor's here. If I go to a lunch, if I go to, and oh, it's even worse if it's Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner, right? If, if, I'm, if I'm anywhere and like it's time to pray, I, I, I have a tendency, what I do is I just drop my head. I, I go into... Because I know what's coming next. And, and look, I, I love to pray. I'm not saying that I'm against prayer. That's not what I'm saying. But, but, but it's just what I, what I get from people a lot of times is, is this mentality of, well, well you're the pastor. I'm, I'm just a normal Christian. You're, 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 the, you're, the, you're the guy that does the teaching. You're the guy that does the prayer. I, I'm, I'm just a Christian. And people's mentality, I mean, across the board, the mindset usually for Christians is this, it's missing what God has called you, and, and when you miss what God has called you to do, you, you, you walk around not knowing your purpose. And so people will sit there, and, and I can hear it in their voice. It's like, well, I'm, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. You're the pastor. I'm, I'm just a student. You're the pastor. I, man, I, I'm just an employee, an employer. I'm just a, and you're, you're the pastor. Um, and if you've ever felt that way, which again is probably everybody across the room, and, and listen, please, I, I say this next line not to berate you, but, uh, but to encourage you. Um, if you've ever felt that way, what I would say is, is you don't truly understand who you are as a new creation. You don't understand who you are as a new creation because as a Christian, there is nothing regular about you. At the very moment you confess with your mouth, you believe in your heart, there is nothing regular about you. Uh, I'll liken it to this. Uh, we, we, everybody's, you know, you, you grow up and you go to science class, and in science class, you know, the teacher will one day will walk in and, and there's a, a box in the corner uh, of a caterpillar. And there's this little caterpillar in, the, in its little box, in its container, and, and it's part of the science. And, and as class goes on, all of a sudden, one day you walk into class, and the caterpillar has now um, built a, a cocoon, right? It, it's chrysalis, it's, it's formed, and now it's hanging there. And, and so there's this caterpillar, and in the wild, the caterpillar's, you know, it's, it's doing all right because it, it didn't get the, the reputation of the turtle or the snail. But it, but it still just kind of pokes along on the tree, just begging to God, not today, don't let the bird find me. Um, so it creeps about everywhere it's going. It finally makes this chrysalis, and then all of a sudden, one day, it, it breaks out of this chrysalis. It's a new creation. 
But what if that butterfly comes out, caterpillar, now a butterfly, and what if that butterfly now chooses to do the same, I'm just going to creep along the tree limb all day, never using the new purpose that I have, the wings that I have. See, so the same as Christians, I think a lot of times we, we, we just walk along in life not truly understanding what we've been given, the new creation that we are, how we've been changed, the old is gone. Behold, all things have become new. You see, as a Christian, you need to understand that you're filled with the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Look, that's not normal. That's not regular. You need to understand that you have access to the very throne room of God, the very individual who spoke life into existence. You have access to him. You have access to the throne room. You have access to the king of kings. You have access to the name of Jesus Christ, the name in which every knee will bow and every tongue confess. But what do we do? We walk around kind of cowering. We, we walk around a lot of times not understanding our purpose. There's nothing regular about you. And, and what I hope to, to accomplish through this series is, again, this is my, my pre-Easter Easter message. This is for us. That what I hope to accomplish is I want for all of you to know who you are in Christ. It's not up to, well, well he's the pastor. On Easter, he's going to be the one that, that says the sinner's prayer and, and everybody's going to come to Jesus because of, no, 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 no. It, it's not all on my lap. It's, it's we as new creations, each and every one of us have been gifted with the skill set the ability, all the tools that you will need, equipped with full authority from heaven above, the name of Jesus Christ, permission to promote and enable change to happen within your sphere of influence. You see, last week we talked about how Christ sees you as his masterpiece. Man, that's powerful. You are a masterpiece. His work of art, his workmanship crafted just the way that he created and designed and, and knew exactly what he wanted. You are his masterpiece. Perfect, valuable workmanship. But today what I hope to do is, is I hope to, to help you discover that not only as a, as a masterpiece, you're not a masterpiece that belongs on the wall or a masterpiece that belongs on a shelf. You're a masterpiece that is created with purpose as his ambassador. You're an ambassador in Christ is what scripture tells us. Uh, today I wanna do, I wanna pick up in, in 2 Corinthians 5. If you have your Bibles turned there, I'll also have it here behind me. But 2 Corinthians chapter five, and what we have is, is Paul. Paul the apostle, Saint Paul. Here's a man and he's writing down, he's pinning down, and I'm gonna read some of the words that he spoke. 2 Corinthians 5, starting in verse 17, it says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth, if anyone, whoever is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. In other words, the old, the filth, the junk, the sin, the guilt, the shame, everything that used to define you is gone. Your sins are forgiven. You're a new creation. He continues on in verse 18 and 19 and says this, all this is from God. All of it is from God who reconciled us to himself. So there's, there's the salvation. We were reconciled unto God through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Remember those, the ministry of reconciliation. We're gonna come back to that here in just a second because he repeats it. He continues on and he says that God... God was reconciling the world to himself 
through Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. He's committed to us as a Christian, your purpose, your message, your calling, he's committed to you the message of reconciliation. Yeah, all right, Corey, well, what is that? What good is it if he's committed it to me if I don't know what it is? Let me tell you, real easy, real simply, reconciliation means to restore to the divine. To restore to the divine. It literally just translates as to help people be made right with God to help others know who Christ is so that they can be made whole. As you've been made whole, as your sins have been forgiven, now it's been given to you that same message to help others be made whole and made right with God. Listen, you weren't, you weren't saved just to secure your way to heaven. You weren't saved to, 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 to get a golden ticket. You weren't saved so that way you could sit back and go, all right, I can, I can relax, I'm in. Look, God's eternal purpose, God's eternal purpose is always kingdom-minded. God saved you as an individual so that you, so that through you, the people around you would have their eternity affected. God saved you with the idea, the very purpose, needing you, equipping you with the tools and, and giving you all the authority because he knew you would have a sphere of influence that would directly impact others. You are his ambassador. Verse 20, Paul writes, he says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. Sent by God, we're placed here on earth, we're given the mission, given the purpose of spreading the good news. We are Christ's ambassadors, as though God himself were making his appeal through us. Man, that's powerful. Powerful when you think that, that the words you speak to somebody, is, it's as if God himself is speaking through you. An ambassador. An ambassador is, an easy definition is just the highest ranking diplomat sent as a representative from one country to another. The highest ranking diplomat, so somebody who's been given all the tools, the necessary equipment, and given all the authority to represent that government in another country. Uh, it, we had, uh, it was a few months back, we had Pastor or Bishop Mark Karayuki from Kenya um, so let's, let's, say, uh, let's say Donald calls me up and says, Corey, I need you to be the ambassador to Kenya. Work with me. They're not, they're not phone calling me. I'd have a few other suggestions. But. So, so, uh, so Donald calls me up, Corey, I want you to be the ambassador to Kenya. I'm like, uh, sure. I'm, so what does that mean? That means that me, now I, I go to Kenya. Is Kenya my home? No. The United States is still my home. America is still my home, but I am now the highest ranking diplomat sent to represent the American government in Kenya. So everywhere I go in Kenya, I walk around with the tools I need, with the authority I need to represent the American government while they're in Kenya. Okay, so the same as, as a Christian. What does that translate? How does that work for us? You when you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth, when you come before God and you say, I need my sins forgiven, God forgive me, at that very moment, you are a diplomat 
highest ranking diplomat sent by God from heaven to earth, sent to represent the king from the kingdom that sent you. At that very moment, you are now no longer just a Christian. You are now a representative of God placed and appointed within your sphere of influence. You still don't believe it. Let me, uh, let's do this. I, I want to give you today just, just two simple thoughts that, that I pray really just help to drive this home, help you to really truly grasp and understand who God says you are. Um, because I, I think a lot of times what happens on top of us not believing it, there's, there's people in our lives that will constantly tell you, man, you're a mess. You'll hear it, you'll hear it from, from people that love you. You'll hear it from people that don't love you. It, it'll be the same thing. Like, man, you don't know the Bible. What are you talking about? I, I, I've seen who you were. I've seen how you acted. I've seen you mess up. I, I've seen you say stupid things. You're not an ambassador. But here it is. Here's point number one that I want you to realize. is Christ's ambassador, you were not elected by people, but you were chosen and appointed by God. When you can start to understand and grasp and, and, and truly move it from, from just a mindset to, to a heart mentality, all of a sudden you start to realize it doesn't matter what other people say about you. It matters what God says about you. As Christ's ambassador, you were not elected by people, but you were chosen and appointed by God. It doesn't matter what other people think. You're not elected by people, you're chosen by God. Jesus, Jesus said this in John chapter 15, look at this. And, and, and man, he, listen, he says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. As it is, you do not belong to this world, but I've chosen you out of this world. He's, what Jesus is saying is, is I've chosen, I've appointed you, I've, I've, I'm fully equipping you, giving you all authority to walk and to speak in my name. It doesn't matter what other people think. Jesus chose you. You've been chosen and appointed to bear fruit, to represent him, to be an ambassador. As Christ's ambassador, you were not elected by people, but you were chosen and appointed by God. And now quickly, what do we say? Well, well uh, Corey, I, 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 don't feel, I don't feel good enough. I don't, I don't feel qualified enough. I don't feel studied enough. I, I, I don't read my Bible enough. I don't pray enough. I don't, I don't, I don't, whatever. <laughs> here's, a, here's a great example that I, I think most people should get. It's how many people can say that they remember back to, let's go all the way back to grade school. You're back in, in elementary, you're in grade school, and uh, the teacher will, you know, all of a sudden realizes they need something, you know, run down to the principal's office. And so she'll ask, hey, can I have somebody run this down to the, to the office for me? What happens? Ooh, 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 ooh. Right? I mean, come on. Like, this is it. This is the moment. And, and the teacher, she doesn't choose the person that has the best grades. She doesn't choose the best student in the class. She just picks one usually, right? And then, so, so you get picked, and what do you do? Stand up all cocky-like, right? <laughs> Look around at the rest of the class like, stay here, suckers. She writes out a, a hall pass or hands you a hall pass and, and gives you whatever it is that you're supposed to be taking to the principal's office and, and you take your time, right? I mean, you're walking down the hall, going, you're looking in every other classroom, looking at your buddies, going, what? Come on, <laughs> what? I'm out here, you're in there. 
And then there'll be some other teacher or maybe an administrator all of a sudden will see you in the hallway. Uh, excuse me, son, what are, you, what are you doing out here? You're supposed to be in class. Hall pass, hall pass, boom, right? It's a confidence. Why? Because you know you've been given full authority, permission to go do something on behalf of somebody in authority, right? When you grasp it, when you understand it, you too can walk with a little bit of swagger, a little cocky. whoop <laughs> Again, it's not based on who is the best. It's not based on what well, you were the most qualified. The teacher just took a note, wrote down your name, handed it to you, and because of that note, because of what that says, you now have authority. I'm not the best. But baby, I've got my papers. <laughs> I think the good news for all of us is no matter who looks at you and tells you whatever, the, well, you're not, or, or, or you're not good enough, or, or you're not smart enough, or, or whatever the you're not is, all you got to do is pull out the word of God, your hall pass, and say, nah, check it. Recognize, I got authority. Because the word of God says, that you are his ambassador. No longer defined by your past, your mistakes, your hurts, your, your regrets, your failures, but now a new creation, new with a new purpose in Christ. God has chosen and appointed me to do this. See, again, when you go from, from a, an intellectual knowledge to a true heart belief, everything changes. Everything changes. That's why Paul could say, therefore, you are Christ's ambassador as though God himself were making his appeal through you. You see, because Paul recognized, saw something different. He saw a new creation. He saw himself as an ambassador. And in, in, in doing so, also saw that, that Christ in others created in them the, a, a new creation, ambassadors. Uh, I, I love the, the whole story of Paul. I mean, if we're going to sit here and, and talk about somebody who uh, should be judged by their past, man, who do we think of as Paul? Paul, we've got, we've got what? St. Paul. The Apostle Paul. All these grand names for Paul, and like, like he's some soapbox person that needs to be you know, you know, epitomized and, and set up on the shelf, and, and yet... When you look at him, I mean, even the fact that he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, almost two-thirds of the New Testament was written by Paul. Like, he's just some other person that nobody, none of us Christians, just regular Christians could, could achieve to be. And yet you look at his past. You look at what he did. He, 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 was, he was initially, his name was Saul, and, and, and his job, his job, I'm paid to do it, was to travel around from town to town persecuting, killing Christians. If somebody claimed to be a Christian, if somebody claimed to be a follower of Christ, his job was to, to execute them, to bring them into judgment, to see that the lions tore them up, to, to see that they were hung and burned from stakes, to, to see that their lives were terminated. That, man, look. I mean, I've, I've done some sketchy stuff in life. <laughs> but at no time was I ever paid to like walk around and just kill Christians for the fun of it. And yet that was Paul's job. That's who he was on behalf of, uh, of the religious church of that day and age. Persecute Christians. And, and, and then from there, 
All of a sudden, one day, Scripture tells us, it talks about a story, and Paul, or Saul at the time, is, is walking along the road, and God said, that's enough, I'm through with this, I'm done with it. And, and, and all of a sudden, a bright light shone that was the presence of God, and, and it blinded Saul. He dropped to his knees, and he says, Saul, why? Why do you persecute me? From there, the story goes on, and, and that uh, his friends picked him up, and they took him into a town, and they left him in this inn. To, to try and get better now that he's blind. And God reached out and, and talked to a, another man by the name of Ananias. Ananias was a Christian. And he talked, God speaking to Ananias, says, Ananias, man, I, I've got a guy over here that, that, that is, is called and appointed by me. He's my change agent. I need him. He's my ambassador to the Gentiles. I need you to go talk to him. I need you to mentor him. I need you to raise him up. And, and Ananias, man, with like fervor, oh, yeah, come on. What do we got? Let's do it. We just got to watch out for that Saul guy. If we, can, if we can skirt around, I've heard he's in the area somewhere. And God says, it's Saul. Whoa, 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 whoa. time out, hold on. Let's, uh, let's talk about this, God. And God says this in Acts 9, verse 15, the Lord says to Ananias, go, this man Saul is my chosen instrument, chosen to carry my name before the Gentiles. God is saying, this is my ambassador. This is the person that I've equipped, and this is the person that I'm giving authority to take my name into areas that, that you, Ananias, as a solid believer, can't even do. I, I, this is, I need this man, but this man can't do what I've called him to do unless you step in, train him up, raise him up. I've chosen and appointed him to represent me. Guys, you have got to grab a hold of, got to understand that you are God's chosen instrument to be an ambassador to, to a certain group of people. Uh, all right, Corey, who's the, who's the Gentiles in my life? Hi, look. Uh, it, it, for, for each and every one of us here, it might be the people you work with. You're God's chosen instrument to represent him to the people you work with. For some in this room, it could be to your family. There's been some hurt, there's been some, uh, some anim anim animosity with, with, within this family circle and, and maybe you are God's chosen instrument to represent him as an ambassador to your family. People across this room still in school, I would encourage you to recognize and to grab a hold that you are God's chosen instrument to represent him to not only just other peers, to other students, but, but maybe even to teachers in school. You're chosen, me? Me, I, I, I take comfort in knowing I'm God's chosen instrument. I'm not the best. <laughs> no amens. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> like, I, I know I, I, I'm not the best, but I know he chose me. I, I'm not a Bible scholar. I, I'm not. I'm not a Bible scholar, but I know that God has chosen and appointed me, and with that, I can take confidence. I, I can stand up here with confidence. And look, you can do the same, the very same thing. You have to understand that you are God's chosen instrument. Many of you are you're gonna be called to minister uh, to the next generation through, through CF Kids. Man, God will have called you, appointed you, and given you the authority you need to raise up generations. That's powerful. It's easy to sit there and say, well, I mean, you know, I'm older, I'm, I'm not that cool anymore. But no, that's not the answer. You're God's chosen instrument to raise the next generation. You, you, we talked about community groups here a, a month ago, and we talk, and God may be calling you to lead a community group. And it's very easy to sit there and go, no, no, I, I mean, I, 
I, I don't speak well in front of people. I don't know the Bible well. I, I don't really pray well. We come up with every excuse we can think of. No, you're God's chosen instrument to build up other believers. You may feel the need to share your faith with, with a boss, with coworkers, or to truly live it out, to walk it out at school. And it can be intimidating because, because you, you, you think about what they will say to you. It doesn't matter. You're God's chosen instrument, his ambassador, called by God, not, not elected by the people, but chosen, called by God, sent to represent him from heaven to earth. I mean, it, guys, it, it's, it's simple. It could be just as simple as, as you know how to work on cars and leaving today you drive out of here and there's somebody on the side of the road and it looks like their car is broken down, something's wrong, the hood's up or, or they're fixing a the tire. Man, maybe, maybe God's chosen you, equipped you for such a time as this, chosen an instrument to go and, and help fix somebody, uh, help fix their car in the name of Jesus Christ, representing him as his ambassador. Look, you're God's chosen instrument with the message of reconciliation. All it is is, is just reconciling, showing people back to the divine. As though God were making his appeal through you. It doesn't matter what other people think. You were chosen and appointed by God. When you believe it, it changes the way that you live life. Number one, as Christ's ambassador, you were not elected by people, but chosen and appointed by God. The second point I want to drive home with you today is as Christ's ambassador, you don't represent yourself. You always represent God. Your life, no longer a representation of yourself, but now a representation of God. Again, if I'm, if I'm the ambassador to Kenya, it <laughs> will never happen. <laughs> If I'm the ambassador to Kenya from the United States, I'm not there to promote my own agenda. My own values, my own ideas. I represent the government that sent me. You, you represent the kingdom of God. Jesus, Jesus was the, with the ultimate ambassador. He said what we too should say. Listen to this, Jesus speaking in John chapter six, verse 38. Jesus said, for I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of the one who sent me. He knew he didn't just represent himself, but he represented God the Father. Me, I'm here to represent him. I'm called to represent Christ in everything that I do. I, as a pastor, I'm called to represent Christ. But listen, it doesn't matter that, that little line I put at the beginning, as a pastor, so what? Guess what? As Christians, so too are you called to represent Christ. It's, it's, it's ridiculous that it's just accepted that, that I'm supposed to be on a, another level of accountability. And, and I get it. I'm a pastor, and, and, and Scripture even talks about I'm going to be held accountable for what I say to you guys. And, and God, help me with that one. Um, but, but look, why, why am I all of a sudden placed up on some soapbox? We are the body of Christ. We are Christians. Look, and, and the reason I know that a lot of times I'm held to a different standard is because if I so much as uh, trip or look at somebody funny while I'm driving and passing them because they're really, really slow in the fast lane, 
I'm going to hear about it. And somebody's going to call me out and say, well, that was not something that a man of God should do. <laughs> check, check it. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Look, guys, I, <laughs> I'm not saying that, that I, I, I should be brought down to a lower standard. But what I am saying is that if you're a Christian, you too are Christ's ambassador. If you're a Christian, you are Christ's ambassador, and with that, you too should be at a higher standard in everything that you do. Because you're Christ's representative. It matters how you spend your time. It, it matters how you treat people. It, it matters what you do. You're a representative of Christ just as I am. Just as I am. Just as I am. When all of a sudden, when you can again internalize it, and it goes from, a, from, a, from a, just a head knowledge to a heart truth, man, you're going to truly see yourself as a representative of God. That's exactly who you are, a representative of Christ. It isn't about inviting people to our church. And look, hear me, I love our building. I love our corporate come together. I love this body coming together and encouraging one another. But that's not what all this is about. It isn't about inviting people to our church. What it is, is it's about inviting people to a real relationship with Christ. Here's the problem. A lot of people across the room, I'd say predominantly most, that the first thing that comes out is, man, Corey, I can't do that. I, I mean, how do, you, how do you speak on behalf of God? Again, a change agent is one that walks in with full authority and with all the tools, the equipment needed and necessary. So how do you speak on behalf of God? You speak in the authority that's been given to you. Paul, again and again and again and again, would say, as you read through Scripture, you see from his very own mouth, he would say, man, I'm not an eloquent speaker. But I preach by the power of the gospel. He, in fact, in one particular Scripture, he said, man, I'm the least of the apostles. I'm like the low man on the totem pole. I'm at the bottom rung, the least of the apostles, but... I do this in the authority that's been given to me by Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 8, Paul says this, Look, I may, be seem, to, I may seem to, to be boasting too much about the authority given to us by God, by the Lord. But our authority builds you up. It wasn't given to us to tear others down. It wasn't given to us to, to sit there and, and send people to hell or to hurt people. No, it was given to, to build each other up. It doesn't tear you down. And so he says, so I will not be ashamed of using my authority. I will not be ashamed of using my authority. The confidence that I have, I walk based in solely because of what God has given me. That's what you need to do. Walk around not ashamed of using your authority. Look, it's not your power. It's not your ability. Not my will, but your will be done. As a Christian, look, I, I cannot come in on my own authority, but in the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, man, you can walk around and see mountains move. I, uh, just, just the other day, my, my youngest daughter, Jojo, Jojo comes in to me and, and she's complaining because Jackson's doing something. 
very rare in our house. <laughs> Dad, Jackie won't stop it. He won't stop whatever it was. And he's going, I'm like, well, did you, did you tell him stop? Yes, but he won't listen to me. All right, look, go back in there and tell him Dad said stop. So what does JoJo do? Conor McGregor walk, right? I mean, it's, it's the oh, walking in there. Dad said there's an understanding. There's a, there's a mentality. There's a switch. That's why Scripture says, man, if, if you could just grab a hold of it like a child does, if you can just, man, she doesn't need a big explanation. What did she hear? She heard Dad says. And so now she walks back in there with the confidence, with the authority to say, Dad said. She might add a few more things to it. Dad said this and this and this. And. But she now, she just walks in with that authority. <laughs> As the band comes up, what I hope you grab a hold of this morning is that's exactly what you can do. You come into any situation within your sphere of influence, into any, anything that's going on in your world, in your life, and you can walk in with that same authority. God has looked at you and said, go tell him I said so. Go tell him I said so. The first century believers, as you read through Scripture, time and time again understood their power was in Jesus, not in themselves. It wasn't their own authority, but it was, it was the authority that was given to them by God. They knew they had the authority to use the name of Jesus. They'd walk up upon a, a sick person, somebody's sick person, and they'd say, look, I've got no power to heal you. I don't, but, but in the name of Jesus, be healed. And at that moment, people were healed. Lives were changed. They'd walk into a situation. There was an individual that was demon-possessed, and, and they'd look at the individual, and they'd say, I don't have the power. I don't have the authority, but I know who does in the name of Jesus. Demons be gone. And just like that, all of a sudden, by the authority given to them, Christ through them, now demons are fleeing. The dead. I don't know how the dead even heard, but, but the Christian would walk up and walk in and look at a dead person and say, I don't have the authority, but by the power and the authority of God, of Jesus Christ, him crucified, rise up. And the dead person would rise. As as magnificent as those stories are, as great as those stories are, we read in Scripture what's crazy is, is that we as believers can do even greater. Scripture tells us that you and I the, have the authority of the, the, the Spirit that raised Christ from the dead now lives alive and well in those who believe in Jesus Christ. And with that Spirit walking, breathing, alive in me, I now have the authority to be the change agent that God wants to minister to people around me. Lives are going to be changed. Why? Because I walked in, not of my own authority, but by the authority of God. And I said, in the name of Jesus Christ. And in that very moment, man, lives changed for eternity. Not, I, not so I could sit back and, and enjoy life, grab my golden ticket, my train ride. And, no, 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 no. But so that I could live, walk, and breathe through his authority in me, ministering to those around me. It's a kingdom mentality. I'm a change agent. Because there's no such thing as a regular Christian. There's no such thing as a regular Christian. You're an ambassador of God as though God himself was making his appeal through you. Called by God to represent heaven on earth. 
a change agent, not elected by people, but chosen and appointed by God. You carry with you, you carry with you the message of reconciliation, restoring people to the divine. And just like Paul, you can say, I've been crucified with Christ. My old life is gone, my, but nevertheless, I live. Be, but it's, it's no longer I who live. It's Christ through me. Guys, I, I, I can't beat it home enough. You, you're, not a, you're not just a stay-at-home mom. You're an ambassador raising next-generation world changers called by God within your home to a divine purpose. Students, you're not just a student. You're an ambassador to your class. An ambassador to your peers, an ambassador to teachers. Across this room, you're not just, a, just an employee, just a boss, just a worker. You're a change agent of the Most High God planted in that workplace to represent Christ to people there. And when you know, when you know that you're not just a regular Christian, but that you're a Christian filled with the same spirit that raised Christ from the grave, at that very moment, you too can walk in with a swagger, with a confidence, because you know greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. You're an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ, not elected by people, but chosen, called of God. Representing the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and, and that makes your role on earth important. I don't care what people have told you. You're not important. You'll never amount to anything. You'll, you'll never be. Whatever it is, look, God has looked at you and said just the opposite. He says, you, you are the individual that I need in exactly the situation you're in to represent me. That's who you are. Christians, guys, look, you're called to be an ambassador. You've got to think about the people that you know that aren't connected to God. In your family, in your workplace, the people you see in the gym, the people you, you cross paths with at, at, at coffee or, or while you're dropping off laundry or, or whatever the situation while you're picking up groceries, the people that you come across, God has called you to represent him in those situations. You're an ambassador to them called to them, God's chosen instrument. That's who you are. It all begins with a simple statement of faith. I believe in my heart, I confess with my mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord. If you'll bow your heads with me as I close, Lord God, I thank you. Father, I thank you that you're changing us, Lord God, and bringing us from glory into glory, Lord God. And I pray that your spirit this morning would, would move on each and every individual across this room, Father, Lord, that, that this wouldn't just be another, another message that they take in one ear and out the other, Lord God, but that it would, it would transfer onto their heart and they would realize and they would understand their calling, Lord God, that, that we've been called, set apart by you, and that we would see the difference. Again, with every head bowed and eyes closed, I, 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 would, I would believe across this room there's people in here that would say, Corey, I, I don't feel like, I don't, I don't think of myself as an ambassador, as though God himself were speaking to me, as though God thought of me as his highest ranking diplomat. But if you're here this morning and, and you want to believe it, you want to stand for it, you want to walk in it, you want to be an effective ambassador for God, if you want to glorify him as an effective, effective ambassador, I, I ask you this morning just to simply raise your hand. I want to pray for you and encourage you.
Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Awesome. Hands across the room. Awesome. Lord God, I pray this morning. I pray this morning, Father, that, that, that something different would happen in our lives, Lord God, that we would recognize that, that, that we're not just a regular. I'm not just a regular. I'm not just a normal, Father, but I am an ambassador of the Most High. I pray, Lord, that our lives would be different because we met with you today. That your word, your living, breathing word, Lord God, would transform us in ways that, that we can't even begin to comprehend or imagine, Lord God. That we would step into the confidence that it's been given to us. I pray, oh God, that there would be nothing regular about this group of Christians, Father. But that they would realize that they're spirit-filled, overcoming masterpieces, your disciples that you've created with good works prepared, Lord God, in advance for them to do, to represent you here on earth. Father, empower us to reach your people, to reach others, Lord God, that don't know you. I, I pray that you would give us the message of reconciliation as though, as though we were representing you, Lord Jesus, to this world. And God, I thank you how you're going to use each and every one of us as ambassadors to reach people to glorify your name. As I continue to pray, there may be somebody here this morning who, who's never... Never had that relationship. You're like, Corey, this is great and all, but I, I don't know what a relationship with God is. Look, it literally is, just like I said, as simple as saying, God, I, I need you in my life. Would you forgive me? It's believing in your heart. It's confessing with your mouth. If that's you this morning, I want to pray for you. I want to lead you in what people will call the, the sinner's prayer. Look, everybody, all have fallen, all have fallen short of the glory of God. We've all sinned and fallen short. This isn't calling you out as some sort of worse person. This is just a recogni recognition of, uh, of what we've all done. We've all made mistakes. We've all turned our back on God. But God says, come unto me, all who are weary, all who are heavy laden. I, wanna, I want to give you rest. I want to give you life. If that's you this morning, I want to pray for you. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if you'll just show me your hand, I want to pray for you where you're at. Awesome. 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 Across the room, if y'all join with me. Heavenly Father, I need you. Father, forgive me for the mistakes, the hurts, the pain I've caused. I need your forgiveness. I believe in you. Come into my life today. Make me new today. God, I thank you right now for those that have prayed that hard prayer. Lord, that they would realize that as of today, as of right now, Lord God, they are a new creation. And with the new creation, they've been given a new purpose, no longer defined by the past, by the hurt, by the mistakes, by any of that, Lord God. What other people say they are, they are now the masterpiece that you created. They are now your ambassador, Lord God, equipped fully with the equipment, the tools necessary to go into any situation, Lord God, and to proclaim your name. Full authority to walk in with swagger to say I got this God we thank you that through you we have hope we have hope for the morning hope in the evening 
hope, Lord God, for tomorrow, hope for today, not hope just for ourselves, Lord God, but hope to change eternity, hope to change family, hope to change friends, to change peers, Lord God, to see your will be done through our lives, kingdom-minded, Lord God, I thank you for all that you're doing, and it's in your mighty name we pray, amen, amen. Guys, y'all have a wonderful, wonderful, blessed week. God bless you all.